There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's finally here. Yes, game day is amongst us. And to celebrate here on the official England podcast, we've got an absolutely jam-packed bumper edition match day show for you to get stuck into. I'm Adam Smith, here to guide you through everything that's been happening in the England camp over the last 24 hours. And of course, look ahead to tonight's massive game, which you don't need me to remind you, is England against Scotland. Tonight, Scotland visit Wembley for the 33rd time, nearly twice as many as any other fixture involving England there. And incidentally, that's 21 more appearances than Robbie Williams himself. None of the previous 32 encounters have ended goalless, so we're hoping for another thriller tonight. Speaking of which, let me entertain you by telling you what's coming up on today's show. That was dreadful. I apologise. We have an update on what's been happening at St George's Park, including some training news that will make fans very happy indeed. It was the turn of the gaffer and skipper at the press conference yesterday. We've got to compete because otherwise you can get overrun in any game. But um, our focus has been on solving the tactical problems that Scotland pose with the way that they play, the way they defend, the way they attack. We'll hear from England legend Teddy Sheringham, who gave us his thoughts on tonight's match, as well as providing us with some classic nostalgia by talking all things Euro 96. The whole of Euro 96, it just brings back just fantastic memories. The way the public got behind us, it grew and grew. The atmosphere around the street, knowing our coach journey, going from Burnham Beaches to Wembley. Bukayo Saka stepped into the diary room. That's the, the thing about training, you know, there's just so much quality everywhere. You, know, you can learn a, a few things of each other. Football expert Graham Hunter joins us to give us all the insight from within the Scotland camp. I'd love to see McGinn and Gilmore tucked in behind Jay Adams up front and then say to England, this is the best we've got. This is how we're going to play. We're going to take you on and see what happens. And I spoke exclusively with Mason Mount, who was on top form as always. When we played Croatia against Kova, I didn't really yeah. speak to him before the game and um, we're against each other, we're going into battle and then after you have a chat and, and you catch up. But yeah, this is exactly the same with Bill. Um, I won't be saying hello to him on the game day. Crank up the volume, grab yourself a brew and let's get started. You're listening to the official England podcast. First up, as always, let's get you up to speed with all the latest from St George's Park. Well, with one day to go, it's confirmed that all 26 players trained yesterday. How good does that sound, by the way? So is that Harry Maguire in the squad tomorrow? We'll have to wait and see. 
It was Jordan Henderson's birthday yesterday too, and all the lads got together to give him a present he'll never forget. A rousing chorus of happy birthday before training. Have a listen. Happy birthday to you. And finally, Gareth Southgate and Harry Kane spoke to the press yesterday evening ahead of tonight's game. Here's what they had to say. All in all is, is about us performing on the pitch and um, tactically getting it right and making sure that uh, we exploit um, whatever weaknesses they have on the, on the day. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a, a fantastic game. Of course, we, we want to try and win and, and be on the winning side. And um, that who knows? We play, we play plenty of games in our career, so uh, I'm not sure uh, until the game's finished whether it be one uh, that's going to be in, in, in my top three, but uh, we just have to wait and see. We know they've got some very good players. You know, We know they've got some good players playing in the Scottish Premier League, and we know all of the players, of course, playing in the English Premier League are at a very high level. So um, we certainly don't underestimate the, the challenge. Um, lots of teammates so the players know them very, very well. Um, but um, as I said before, we, we've got to focus on what we do, um, how, we, uh, how we combat uh, Scotland's way of playing, um, their build-up play, the, the, their ability to uh, certainly deliver a lot of crosses into the box. Um, and then you know we've got to try and find the areas that we can exploit in the way that they defend. That's the same for every uh, game we prepare for. In the diary room today, it was the turn of Arsenal's player of the season, Bukayo Saka, and here's what he spoke about. I would say the chef is actually amazing here. You know, I really like the food. Yesterday we had um, Caribbean food, and yeah, to say I was happy with that is an understatement. I don't think Chile's ever had Caribbean food. I don't know what he was. You could see in his face something was wrong. <laughs> I don't quite know what it was. Yeah, I got on with Chile really well, and he just likes to banter me all the time. And... <laughs> Always, I'm just sitting down, man, my own business. I just see a camera in my face and he's laughing at me with different filters on my face, making me like a... I can't even know how to describe it. There's always different ones, so... Yeah, it's funny. It's always funny to see it back, but there's a few bad ones that I told him that, no, you can't be posting that because, come on, you know what I mean? Josh Denzel has been rubbing shoulders with all the players as they prepare for the big game tonight. And he got the rave on yesterday as he welcomed, you guessed it, England's number one, Jordan Pickford, into the lion's den. What's your pre-game routine? Because I know you're, you're someone who likes to listen to music. We all know about to get the rave on. But what, what is that, the 24-hour, 48-hour pre-game period like for you? Yeah, so 24 hours, of, like the pre-match, obviously, and pre-match all the time, like night before the game, breakfast, pre-match meal, have the same meal. Um, and it's just about just chilling out, really. Not, not getting too pumped up before the game and just having, having my music on when I'm, when I'm getting there. But <laughs> I, try, I try, and be, try and be a bit more chilled, really, and um, have that chilled approach and get pr prepared for the game. Talk me through the hashtag, send it. <laughs> <laughs> I see it on all the posts. Give me a little breakdown. No, that, uh, just when, when we were younger, one of the lads used to always say, send it, and, or <laughs> send the Huskies in, and yeah. a few of the lads say it here now, so it, it's kind of stuck, really, so just, like, send it. If we're doing well, just send it. So it's, it's, 
it's kind of seeped into the group as part of like the general chat that goes on. Yeah, if, if something happens good, you just shout, send it or send the Huskies <laughs> in. <laughs> um, it's, it's a great performance against Croatia, but also in all of the build-up games as well. How much confidence does that give you going into a tournament like this? Yeah, that's them two pre uh, pre Euro games were, were good. You know, having a little break and getting back for me, having, with not being with England in March. Um, so just getting back with the lads and enjoying that experience again and, you know, results in clean sheets always give you momentum and beating Croatia again on Sunday, it's another momentum builder going into Scotland. And if you want to catch more of that chat, you can watch Lions Den on England's Twitch and YouTube channels live every single day at four o'clock. You're listening to the official England podcast. Time now for a bit of a Smithy stat attack. Yes, this item is back by popular demand. I'm here to educate you on all you need to know about this fixture. Did you know this is the oldest international rivalry in football? No? Well, you do now. Tonight's match will be the 115th time England and Scotland face each other and their 100th in a competitive fixture. The last Scotland player to score a goal at the Euros was Ali McCoyce against Switzerland in 1996, which will be exactly 25 years to the day of this match against England. The four games between England and Scotland this century have produced 16 goals, 11 of which went for England and five for Scotland. Maths fans will know that that is an average of four goals per game. Oh! Scotland have the highest expected goals tally of any of the four sides in Group D so far, coming in at 1.9. They were unable to convert any of their 19 attempts in their opening defeat to the Czech Republic, losing by two goals to nil. Andy Robertson created six chances for Scotland against Czech Republic on match day one, which was the most of any player in Group D so far. Ahead of tonight, the only previous meeting between the two sides at a major tournament was in the group stages of Euro 96. That famous match at Wembley, England winning 2-0 with Alan Shearer opening proceedings and Paul Gascoigne scoring one of the greatest ever England goals. Current England manager Gareth Southgate played all 90 minutes and also playing that day was Teddy Sheringham, who incidentally was the first name I ever had on the back of a football shirt. I had the pleasure of speaking to Teddy yesterday. Our next guest on the official England podcast is an England legend with 51 caps, 11 goals, and of course, a key member of that Euro 96 squad. It is, of course, oh, Teddy, Teddy, super Teddy, Teddy, Teddy Sheringham. How are you, mate? I'm very well. Yourself? Did you like the intro? <laughs> very nice, yeah. I've had better, but I've had a lot worse. <laughs> Okay, we'll get straight into it. Uh, got to ask you about the tournament stuff. So how much are you enjoying watching this tournament uh, as a fan? And what did you make of England's first performance? Everything, really. Uh, um, the fans being back makes it a yeah. great app. Now you forget all about what, you know, the, the games have just been so strange, haven't they, the past 18 months. The fact that Euro 2020 is now finally here in 21. Mm. It's been a long wait. I think everybody's excited. Um, and what a, what a great way to start for England. I thought they were exceptional in everything they did. I think it was a tough game that they had against Croatia, obviously getting knocked out in the semi-finals of the World Cup last time, and and they dictated play in a in an important time around sixty to eighty minutes where where they really made us pay. Um, and I thought I thought Gareth had analysed that. Yeah. Set out a game plan. How do the nerves compare watching it as a fan compared to as a player? How, how do they compare? Well, when you play, you have a little bit of nerves beforehand. And then once you're out there, you know, you hopefully the nerves go and you, yeah. you're off and running. But when you're watching, it's a, it's a whole new aspect. You, you, you feel like 
you feel like you, your family's been for the last 25 years when they've come to watch you and they're all nervous for you. I heard one of the mums talking about it the other day and, and um, I, I just relived my mum's feelings, you know, about yeah. getting nervous that, that hopefully I didn't do anything wrong or, I don't know, get sent off for something yeah. she was going to get barracked for for the next week or something from her golfing mates down at the golf club or something like really? that. Really? Wow. I hadn't thought of it like that. There's so much that goes into it, isn't it? Um, and of course, Teddy, next game, England versus Scotland. Now, before we talk about this specific game, I want to go take a little trip down memory lane, really, because there's so many comparisons with Euro 96. The second game in the group against Scotland at Euros is a lot of similarities. So how special was it playing in that match? Give us your mindset as Teddy Sheringham walking out for that game, because it's such an iconic match, that one. Well, well, we'd, we'd set up the, the competition playing under Terry Venables, who was a fantastic manager. He gave us different ideas about how to play against certain teams, against Switzerland, against the Dutch. But we knew again against the Scots, this was going to be a Premier League game, a very, very competitive game. I mean, we're talking 25 years ago, so yeah. there's a lot of tackles that, that went unpunished then that you can't get away with anymore. So we knew that if we didn't compete with Scotland to the highest on every aspect of our game, whether it's been tackles or headers or running ability or passion or desire, we knew that we was going to come unstuck. I think it's a little bit different now, but you've still got to be ready for that. I mean, you know, it's a case of if they get up and running and overwhelm us in the way that they come with their desire, they they could walk all over us. I want to pick you up on a few things you said there. Uh, firstly, preparation with Terry Venables. So was the preparation any differently because he felt this was a derby day? Did Terry need to sit you down and explain the importance of that? Or was that something you're just aware of as players? I think, I think the press have done that for us. We know right. how much the Scottish, the Welsh, the Irish... Would love to beat us, and it's it's a game of you have to you have to roll with that. You have to you have to match the passion and the desire of the opposition, and and we knew that that was going to be the main factor of this Scottish team that they wanted to overpower us in that way. And I, I'm getting vibes that you know that's what they want to do again. Mm. That, not their main asset because they've got some lovely players in there, but but for them to win, they they need to be be over over passionate. You know mm. that desire has to come through for them to to counteract our, our superior players in a, in a funny kind of way. Yeah, was the atmosphere one of the best that you, you've ever played in? Because we had Jamie Redknapp on recently and he just said uh, he has goosebumps even thinking about that match day, even all these years later. The whole of Euro 96, it just brings back just fantastic memories. The way the public got behind us, it grew and grew. The atmosphere around the street, knowing our coach journey, going from Burnham Beaches to Wembley. Mm. I hope the England boys now get the vibe of, how things are feeling it you know we're getting we're getting bubbly it's a it's a good start yeah one of the things i've been speaking to all the players about this week is what they're getting up to in their downtime they've said they've been playing basketball or computer games i'm gathering the downtime in euro 96 with the likes of teddy sheringham tony adams gascoigne alan shearer was slightly different am i right in thinking that well you mentioned one of them there that one was gaza wasn't it we had yeah. to babysit gaza take it in turns to look after him i'm sure jamie said the same yeah. I don't know if they've got a Gazza in their camp now. I don't know who's the hyper one who wants to keep doing stuff. But if you let Gazza loose before the Scottish game, he probably would have had a game of tennis, sat in the sauna, got mm. a sweat on, you know, played pool, had a game of darts. So that, that kept us all entertained at, at different stages. Brilliant. And is there something that we don't know about Euro 96 that you can give us a little exclusive about? Any story you haven't told yet? 
you boys always want your exclusives. <laughs> what more could have come out? You've got the dentist chair. You've got yeah. the fun of that and, and how that made us feel and how the nation kind yeah. of against us for, for a little while. But um, that was used in our advantage. Terry Venables, you know, used it very well and, and got, got us all as a united team. And, that, and that's very hard to do. I think Gareth's trying to do that with his team as well in, in different aspects of what happens within the group. And I think he's um, very much on the Terry Venables mode. Yeah. And how do these two teams compare? Because they're two top teams, the Euro 96 squad, this squad now. Do you see a lot of similarities? Which squad would you say has sort of more strength in depth? Putting you on the spot a little bit with this one, Teddy. I don't see similarities. I think... Do you not? Uh, no. With, our team was a very, very experienced team, full of captains, all at very good ages. Um, I mean, you look around the team that we had, all have been captains at, for, our, for our club, yeah. David Seaman. Gary Neville went on to be a captain. I mean, he was, I think he was only 21 at the time, but he, he was probably 44 in his mind at the time. <laughs> Gareth Southgate, captain, Tony Adams, yeah. David Platt, Incy, Shearer, myself. We'd all, you know, so many captains. We haven't got that at the moment. This is an inexperienced team, which full of enthusiasm, a lot more running ability, let's mm. say. You know, you, you've got to try and, get the happy medium between between the two. You know, you, you've got to have that experience in there, which is why I think he went for Trippier at left back. Yeah. It looks very uncoordinated with him playing as a right footer at left back. You know, you, you've, you've got to mirror everything. So I don't see any, any not many similarities anyway. And of course, you had a lethal strike partner. See, one of my iconic memories of Euro 96 was the SAS, Sheringham and Shearer. Um, look at it now. Gareth has great attacking options, doesn't he? Yeah, he does, but but the game's played very differently now. Mm. You've got a, a one centre forward that, you know, Harry Kane is up there on his own. Very, very difficult position to play on your own because you, you, you've got to hold the ball up. You've got to, you've got to run in the channels. You've, you've, got to be, you've got to be there to score the goals as well after all that. And it's, it's such a difficult position. But Harry plays it so well. Because he plays it so well, you can play the system that they're playing at the moment. Yeah. That midfield players getting forward at certain times. Mason Mount is is looking, you know, more comfortable in his position with every game that he plays. I really like him. I, ju I just think they've got a lovely balance at the moment. And, uh, well, certainly in the first game. My only qualm would be was when, when it gets a little bit sticky. If it does get a bit sticky, have they got enough experience to, to override that? You know, like if they had a that Croatia feeling as well when a team might change their tactics and um, play a certain different way in the second half, which stagnates our, our performance. You know, can we combat that while we're on the pitch rather than, you know, looking around to over to the manager saying, well, what do we do? What do we do? You know, because, because of that little bit of inexperience. Uh, go on then. Let's be on the spot. How do you see the game going? England against Scotland. I'm excited just saying those words. How do you see it going, mate? I see it on a on a very similar scale to us. Very, mm. very tight game. Very passionate. But again, I think we'll come out 2-0 winners. 2-0 winners. Wow. Straight with the score prediction. Can you, are you going to give us goal scorers as well? Well, let's go along the same lines. You know, history seems to repeat itself. So I'll have Harry Kane as our centre forward yeah. for Alan Shearer. Little bit of trickery from midfield. Mason Mount coming up on the score sheet. Like well. that. And I've got to ask you about, we've mentioned Gaza, of course. That goal is so iconic. Phil Foden's got a bit of the Gaza trim. What are your thoughts on Phil Foden's new trim? Were you a fan when you saw it? Uh, I don't care about what haircut he's got. I think plastic player. You know, I think Pep's looked after him over the last two or three years, put him in the team, taking him out, really nurtured him. 
Phil Foden respects him for that manner, the, the way he's treated him, like a, like an adult in the in the right way, and he's just performing. He's just doing things that that makes you think, wow. He's got a little bit of gazer in him as well. It's exciting times for us that that Gareth has got different permutations to play different styles against different teams. So um, I think he'll do that. It, it sounds like he's 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 got the vibe that he will be changing things mm. for certain certain teams. I think there might be one or two surprises in in this team. I don't think because we got a good win. I don't think he'll stick with the same team. I, I think there might be one or two changes. Yeah, it will be interesting to see that starting lineup. So many options that England have. Teddy, it's an absolute pleasure, as always, speaking to you. Enjoy the game. I'm sure we'll catch up soon, mate. Cheers, mate. Nice one, mate. See you. Teddy sharing him there with his thoughts on tonight's game. And now from one guest to another, I'm pleased to say football expert and passionate Scotland fan, Graham Hunter is here to give us the Scottish lowdown ahead of the match. Graham. It is finally here, England against Scotland. How are you feeling ahead of this game? You, you know, you know, you know. That's even a provocative question because you know exactly how I feel. <laughs> I feel extraordinarily nervous. Yeah. I feel like I've got the gift, gift of second sight because I've seen this so often. I kind of think I know what's going to happen, but let's pretend that Scotland aren't going to lose unluckily and go home sad. Let's start with a, a John G, a John G outlook to begin with. Okay. Do your worst, ask me your questions. Okay, right, the first thing, you are of course a fountain of knowledge uh, when it comes to Scottish football. Uh, so what I want to do is, because we've spoken about this from an England perspective a lot on this podcast already, what was the reaction been like within the Scottish media of that first performance and the first result? I think it was more balanced than when I was younger. Uh, we are a nation of extremes. Um, yeah. We are liked, I think, for our passion and our noise. And for a long time, not only when I was a junior Scotland supporter, but in my early days in, in journalism, there was often an idea about that maybe the rising disappointment would lead to slightly aggressive headlines and coverage. I think we've been re-educated. I think that a lot of the media coverage looked at the positives. Clearly, to lose at home against mm. a side that Scotland has beaten four times out of the last six mm. is a mini disaster. To lose like that, and I'll refer to the first goal where the overlapping run from Mr. West Ham probably should have been matched, shouldn't have been allowed, and yeah. then the header's beautiful. It's a really good goal. Some of the coverage the national team coach, Steve Clark, has been perturbed about because he thinks that there were very few errors in that goal, that it was just pretty spectacular. And, and you know, every keeper now is asked to play as a sweeper and to yeah, do that, true. to cut off breakaways, you have to be relatively advanced and shake did marvellously. So I, I think that the coverage looked a little bit about the fact that Scotland did create good chances. It wasn't all a hard luck story. Vaxlick was made, uh, suffice to say, if I want to jump forward from your question about what the coverage was like after mm. the Czech Republic game, a, a lot of people would say, well, if we can work Pickford, we. <laughs> if Scotland can work Pickford the way that they worked Vaxlick, then maybe on a given day, the ball goes in this time. And I think that there was a reasonable mix of, damn it, here we go again, which is fair, yeah. particularly given the nature of the second goal. And some guarded optimism that playing like that against England gives Scotland a hope of taking a point or points. Do you think the approach will be different from Scotland, Graham, given that uh, you do need points now, having lost the first game? Do you think they'll approach it any differently? We'll see them uh, in a very attacking mindset or not at all? 
I don't, Adam, think that there'll be a large um, change of, I think you're asking about philosophy or tactics. Yeah. Where there may be changes, I think, depends on whether Kieran Tierney is fit. Because Yeah, that's big, isn't it? Huge for Scotland, that position. Because of his class, because of his quality. Yeah. But also structurally, if you're asking about Scotland's approach, the 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 three at the back wasn't designed solely to accommodate Robertson and Tierney in the same team, but that is part of the reason. Steve Clark is a big fan of it. He thinks it adds defensive solidity and our results over the last couple of seasons since he took over have largely proven that he's right. But if Tierney happens not to be fit, there is an argument to go four at the back. Mm. Um, I'd love to see Patterson at right back. I, I suspect it might not happen, but then go four in midfield and add Billy Gilmore behind Che Adams. And, and therefore, you might see some changes. I think the Southampton man starts. Mm. I really think that probably he should have started at Hamden. Yeah. So you'll see changes in terms of, I think there'll be some alteration of personnel, because if Tierney's fit, he obviously walks straight into the team. If Tierney's fit, maybe with added security at the back, Scotland play a little bit higher up the pitch. But if he's fit, then it stays absolutely guaranteed, 3-5-2. And I think that they will look to try and get John McGinn higher up the pitch whenever possible. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. But you know, I mean, he scored it already at Wembley for Villa to take them up. Yeah, top player. You know, how, you know how good he is. He So do all the England players. So will Mason, so will Teddy. He, he's a super player. But with Che up there, I think that's an important first step. And, and you haven't asked me yet, but I will say I have a personal <laughs> prediction that little Mr. Gilmore is good enough. I live in a country in Spain for 20 years where I've been taught and shown, never mind somebody's size, are they technically good enough and are they mature enough? If they are, get them in the team. Yeah. Now, I'm the last person to speak to Steve Clark about that or to urge him to do anything. I really mean it's a personal predilection. I'd love to see McGinn and Gilmore tucked in behind Che Adams up front and then say to England, this is the best we've got. This is how we're going to play. We're going to take you on and see what happens. Finally, I've got to push you for a score prediction. How is this match going to unfold? Go on, Graham. Score prediction, mate. It's anti-football and it's not very Scottish, but I'll take nil-nil. I want nil-nil. I crave nil. You're not going to make me build up my hopes and say, yes, we're going to win this. I don't know. I want nil-nil. I want a point. And I want Stevie Clark and his boys to tear into Croatia, win 2-0 and get through the group. We're a practical nation now, not a nation of dreamers. Give me a point, Adam, please. I love the passion uh, that you said that with. Graham. it's an absolute pleasure to talk to you. I know that you're a very busy man and it's brilliant to speak to you. So thank you very much for joining us on the Official England Podcast. Come on, Scotland. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. And last, but by no means least, he is a Champions League winner, Chelsea's player of the season, and who knows, maybe he'll add a Euro 2020 winner's medal to that list. Oh, That'd be nice, wouldn't it? I am, of course, talking about Mason Mount, and earlier on in the week, I spoke exclusively to him. He was in superb form, as always, as he told us just what it means to be representing England at his first major tournament, how Declan Rice is still trying to get revenge for that infamous boat meme, and the little something special he has planned for this tournament. I'm pleased to say, joining me on the official England podcast now, none other than Mason Mount. Mace, how you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm all good, mate. I'm all good. Now, yeah, I'm very good, mate. Yeah, very pleased that you're with us. Um, firstly, the, the mood in the camp must be brilliant. Great first win against Croatia, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a good win. Um, you know, the first game in a tournament is always going to be tough, you know, especially against a top team like them with the players they have. But I think the way we went about the game, the way we managed the game in the second half, um, I think we deserved the win and we, we played very well. So, um, yeah, great start. And obviously we've never won a game, first game in the Euros before. So um, it was good to do that as well. Yeah, it's amazing stat that we covered that on the pod earlier, actually. It was such a historical um, day, as you said. And of course, the next game, England v Scotland at Wembley with fans in a major tournament. I can see you smiling just as I'm saying that. I mean, talk to me about that that game. Yeah, it's a special game. Um, that's obviously one that we've looked at and when the fixtures come out, you look, when when's this game? Um, but yeah, it's, it's obviously, it's going to be a massive game, but it's not different to any, other, any of the others. Um, we go into it the same mentality, um, same hunger to win the game and, and hopefully we play play the stuff. That we that we always hopefully do. Did you watch the uh, Scotland Czech Republic game? What did you, what did you make of Scotland? Yeah, we saw. Um, I watched the game. Yeah, um, we know. Obviously, we're we know a lot of their players. Yeah. Um, a lot of their players uh, are teammates of some of the boys, um, or we play against them week in week out at club level, um, and we know they're a top team. So. Um, yeah, we as as I said before, the way we prepared for Croatia game, we're going to prepare exactly the same for the Scotland one. And you mentioned about uh, a lot of the players you're familiar with. You're familiar with one of them, a Billy Gilmore mate of yours as well. Are you having any any texts, any banter flying about, or does that stop now we're approaching game day? How, how does it work? Yeah, well, we obviously spoke about it when when we're together, right, um, at the club before obviously Champs League and everything. But um, yeah, now we're away. I haven't really spoke to him at all. Really? Um, it's, it's down to business now. We ain't <laughs> friends. We ain't friends um, when it comes to game day. Um, obviously, we'll speak after, but exactly the same when, when, when I played, uh, when we played Croatia against Kova. I didn't really yeah. speak to him before the game and um, we're against each other. We're going into battle and then after you have a chat and, and you catch up. But yeah, this is exactly the same with Bill. Um, I won't be saying hello to him on game day. I love that. Deleted his number and all sorts. Maybe not deleted his number. But <laughs> block him. I've blocked him. <laughs> <laughs> blocked him on all social media. You mentioned COVID there as well. You, you, <laughs> you enjoyed quite a tasty 50-50 with uh, Maciej Kovacic, didn't you? Is, is, it, yeah. is it odd, slightly slightly strange or, or I'd say unique feeling when you're going up against club teammates at international level? Yeah, obviously we, we train with each other every day. So I know how he mm. plays. I know how he likes to play and what he likes to do. So <laughs> it kind of makes it a bit easier. Um 
he left one on me. So yeah, it was, uh, it was quite a tasty challenge, wasn't it? That yeah, I, in the game it was it was just a it was just a normal tackle to me. Obviously, I'm going into trying to win the ball. He's a bit late. Yeah. Um, I didn't really think anything of it. Nothing really happened to me. Obviously, it was a bit of a sore one, but it was it was nothing. Uh, no, no damage really. Um, mm. And then after the game, I see some people talking that it could have been um, a bit worse than what people thought. But no, I, I I didn't think it was that bad. It was just a normal tackle. You you're playing for your country. You want to win the game, and um, you're going to put everything on the line. So um, yeah, I'd do the same. Class. Um, and you and Declan Rice, let's talk about this. Playing together, your best mates as kids, and now you're representing England in the both of you in the starting lineup as well. Do you have to pinch yourself that you're, you're playing for England in a major tournament with your best mate? That, that must be just class. Yeah, we've um, obviously when I made my debut, he was on the pitch, and I come on um, in that game, and now starting together at a major tournament, um, it's special, and it's something that we just. We just tried to not really think too much about it, I think, and just tried to get on with the game and get on with the games and um, try and do the best we can um, together, obviously playing the midfield together. I know his game inside out um, from a very young age, so that helps when you're playing with someone in in midfield like that. Um, but yeah, it's, we're best mates. After the game, when it's finished, that's, that's when we can have a talk about it and say... Oh, we just played the the first game of the Euros together or whatever. So amazing. Um, we we look back at it after. Mate, me and my best mate had that same dream playing for England. We got to about Sunday <laughs> league level. So I know I know how tough it is, mate. <laughs> the other thing I wanted to ask you about, I love you laughing at that. The other thing I wanted to ask you about that is I noticed that you were in the lineup, stood next to him. Was that were you told to do that? Was that a conscious effort that you wanted to be? Because there's a, there's a really nice um, frame of you, like a picture of you singing the national anthem with your arm around him. So, so was that something you said I, I want to be next to you? Or was that just pure chance that you happened to be stood next to him? I think it. I think it just happened. It just happened like that. Um, obviously, we you never have a, a place where you're going to walk out or mm. in a certain way. The only if you're at the if you're um, if you like walking out of the back, then the boys that like doing that normally just head to the back and they do that. But I, right. I don't really mind. So um, normally I'm quite near the back and and he was there as well. But um, yeah, yeah, for me to stand next to him and sing the national anthem and the, the goosebumps you get from that um, that moment is is special. And to have that him next to me and share it with him, it was um, yeah, it was a, it was an unbelievable time. You've obviously had some amazing moments. I mean, congrats winning the Champions League, of course. Only a few weeks ago, as well. People forget how 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 you know congested this season's been. But is that moment you said goosebump moment with Declan Rice national anthem at Wembley is that one of the proudest moments of your career yeah it'd definitely be up there anytime I put on that England shirt it's it's the it's the pinnacle I think um to play for your country so anytime I do get that opportunity I try to, to take every moment and and to make the most of it and um but yeah walking out onto Wembley pitch and first game in the Euros it, that will stick with me for a long time singing that national anthem yeah Class and of course we know that your best mates. There's a, the, the the team spirit does seem to be brilliant, and we've seen um, through England social media there's a lot of uh, sort of bromances developing. I would say everyone uh, that no one's sort of sitting within their clubs. Everyone seems to be be getting on with everyone. Are there any other unlikely bromances developing that you you can see in this England squad? Yeah, there's quite a few, as you said. Like we're Is we're it? all um, we're all so close together. It's it's nothing like our clubs, stay with club teammates or whatever. Like we're all together, um, we all have a laugh, we all get on so well. And I think when you're at a tournament, that's the most important thing, having that togetherness and that team spirit that, that we have. It, it hopefully can take you far. Um, 
but there is a few, uh, Reese and, and Jude. Yeah, a few people said that, Reese and Jude. Yeah, they yeah. have a little uh, romance going on. Uh, obviously, they're both both young. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think them two have been quite close. Uh, I can't really think of any others. I love you saying they're both young. It goes to show how young the squad is. I mean, you're young <laughs> yeah, yourself, but like you're looking at Jude Bellingham as like even yeah, younger because it's yeah. frightening, isn't it? It's how, how young and exciting yeah. this squad is. I know, yeah, it is. Um, there's so many young boys. Um, but I think the way that we are and, and the, the maturity we show, I think it, it we're beyond our years, some of us, and obviously especially Jude being 17 and what he, when oh. he comes on the pitch and the way he is around the boys, it's, it's, it's brilliant to see. I read an interesting article this week about Reese James says that he gets uh, quite regular phone calls with Ashley Cole and he said that Ashley Cole's helping him develop his game. So I didn't know if you had anything similar, any ex-England legends that you're speaking to. Have you got Bex on speed dial talking about free kicks or anything like that? No, I wish. Um, I need I need some uh, points from Bex after that free kick the other day as well. Um, oh, it's yeah. I mean, I you give it, it's a new, but you, you get nothing for a new, do you? So I want to stick it in the top corner <laughs> next time. So I need some tips. Um, but no, I, I don't. Obviously, I was lucky enough to play with Ash at uh, Derby. Um, yeah, cool. So that experience of, of working with him and being with him day in, day out, uh, learning off him, uh, that's all That's all I needed. Um, and we always stay in contact anyway. But yeah, I know that Reese speaks to him and fullback to fullback. Um that's obviously brilliant for Reese to learn off someone like him. I want to speak to you about a little bit of what's been going on in your downtime. It's something I've been asking all the other players. Uh, what is um, Mason Mount doing in your in your downtime, mate, to keep yourself busy? We've actually got quite a lot going on uh, at St George's. Yeah, I've seen. We've got basketball court. Um, there's a yeah. golf simulator. I knew you mentioned. You just want to mention your golf. You're holding one, didn't you? That's that's why yeah. you brought that up. There's actually <laughs> decent. Yeah, technology. there's a golf simulator, and I've been playing on that. Obviously, I'm into my golf, but yeah, yeah, it, the the cameras were on. Um, I was I had to win some prizes, and I stepped up. I stepped up then you after did. three dodgy shots, and I and I put <laughs> the fourth one in. So I'm I'm happy with that, and I I don't I'm I'm saying I don't think anyone will do it on this on this time on this camp. So we'll see. Um, but I'll be surprised if someone does step up and do it. Yeah, Josh. I spoke to Josh about that as well. He said we were talking about that, and he he, he thinks that that might be um, you know tough to beat. To be fair, um, I also spoke to Carl Walker, who said there's been some brutal pranks going on. Can you fill us in or give us any insight into what's been going on with the boys? Because uh, I'm gathering you're one of the jokers yeah, in the I'd, squad. Yeah, that, yeah, that's kind of joke. I've actually <laughs> I haven't done any, so I don't know what I don't know what's right. been going on with walks. Um, I can't tell you, but. Um, deck try get me yesterday I think it was he waited behind this because there's like the pillars at St George's a big pillar yeah, I know and he just waited mean. behind it and I was walking upstairs didn't have a clue and he jumped out and he got me kind of but I didn't really like react it just kind of frightened me right, so I was right. just like this but he hasn't put it out so I don't think it was a good enough reaction for him Oh, fair play. And it ties me nice onto my next question because obviously we all remember that iconic uh, <laughs> meme on the boat of you scaring Deck. Will there be another iconic Declan Rice meme from the Euros, <laughs> do you think? Because you do like pranking him, Yeah, don't you? we have um, we have our banter and, and a little prank war. He hasn't got me back yet. Um, I don't think we could ever get anywhere near that that reaction no. and that and how that went off. It was it's scary Unreal, to see that. 
um, how he reacted. I don't think I'll ever get that again. And so, uh, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, if I do, I'll, I'll bang it out every hour, send it to you straight away so you can put it out. But um, yeah, can I'll you? try, can I'll you? try and get him yeah. when he's... But now he's like, he's, he's watching. He's always, he's cautious now. Yeah. Uh, back then he wasn't, he didn't have a clue what was covered. And you have another one of your uh, uh, Chelsea teammates called Chili. He seems to be enjoying some of the Instagram filters yeah. quite a bit. Uh, yeah, you notice that? He loves Talks it. About that. Um, he does, doesn't he? He just gets all the dodgy ones as well. So he's, he's just yeah. stitching everyone up. Um, I think he, I think Jack actually done him though with one, um, got him good. So uh, and he got him when he was sleeping on the coach, didn't he, Jack? So he's, he's been. Yeah, he's just. He did, I think yeah. he's just trying to get everyone else back. Um, but I'm watching out for him. I'm just. When I'm eating, I'm like this to block the filters, just in case of any try. Any <laughs> yeah. try- well, your hand in front of your face, yeah. <laughs> Love that. And the other thing I wanted to ask you: You've been watching all the games. Do you watch them as a fan? Do you do all the players watch every game? I suppose because you're looking at potential opponents as well. How does it work? Sort of yeah, we all all try to watch the games. They're obviously always on. Um, sometimes we're having treatment or stuff like that, and it's we all just watching and we all sat down and watched the first game. Um, the Italy-Turkey game. Um, mm. And yeah, as fans of football, we all want to watch and most of the other teams have teammates of ours from club. Um, so you want to see the games and as you said, you never know, you could play one of the teams later on in the tournament, hopefully if we, if we get far. So you're always analysing how they play, what players they've got and, and what they're good at. And um, But just watching the game as, as a fan as well. And of course, Scotland, uh, Scotland, England, always brings back memories of uh, Euro 96. I know that you're probably too young to even remember that, but I'm sure you've seen Gaza's iconic goal. Uh, do, do, do things like that play on your mind? And do you think, oh, imagine scoring like that. Does that does that play on your mind about how big a game and a moment that could yeah, be? Yeah, obviously I know the goal. Um, it, I was, uh, yeah, it's unbelievable. Finish, it? uh, the skill, uh, the finish, yes. Yeah. If, if, if anything like that I could do in that game, <laughs> I'd take it. Even a little scuffy finish in from the box, little deflection, <laughs> you take it. any of it. In a game like that, you take anything. <laughs> so, um, yeah. But no, I, obviously I remember the goal. Uh, but yeah, I was born in 99, so I wasn't actually born yet. <laughs> I wasn't born, yeah. but um, yeah, yeah. They're, they're my iconic moments. Obviously, I remember it. And all the people that were watching the game, they, they live on... Uh, for a long, long time, people remember that. So um, you always want to be someone that creates that moment. Yeah, it's amazing how like, almost most of the squad would, would have not been even born to see that. It goes to show how, how talented and young this squad is. And a little birdie tells me, and I, I think you teased this on Lions Den as well, that you might have a, a little special celebration planned. Can you can you give us any exclusive? Or are you keeping your cards close <sighs> yeah, to your chest? Yeah, I, I didn't give Dens any, any, uh, anything, any special info. No. So I can't... I spoke to him this morning, actually, yeah. and I was like, did you get anything? He was like, no, yeah, push him so again. I'll, I didn't I'll try, give him but... anything. I can't give you anything, Smithy, so sorry, mate. Um, it might come out. It might come Fair out, point. but no, there's no pressure on it. It's just a little uh, little thing between me and one of the other players. But um, yeah, the main focus is win the game. Yeah, that's that's the main focus. Yeah, yeah. Mace, absolute pleasure to speak to you. You've had a top season. You're doing great things. So all the best, mate, for the team, for yourself, uh, for the massive game against Scotland, mate. Great to speak Thanks, to you. Thanks, Smithy. Thanks, mate. Cheers. You're listening to the official England podcast. So that's it. Full time straight down the tunnel for us. It is all eyes looking firmly ahead to tonight's game. I'll be back tomorrow with another episode of the official England podcast and we'll have all the reaction following the match. I'm delighted to say I'll be at Wembley Stadium myself to soak it all up. If you haven't subscribed already, what are you waiting for? This is quite simply the only place 
where you can get exclusive daily access to the England team. So make sure you hit that subscribe button. See you tomorrow. Stay safe and come on England! 